success looks so easy from the outside, but all successful people have had to overcome enormous obstacles along the way. And in many cases, look failure right in the eye. Most successful people don't focus on the struggle and rarely do they talk about it because quite frankly, that's not what creates success. Join us here where we will chat with fierce female entrepreneurs and share the good, the bad, and the ugly of entrepreneurship and talk about the obstacles we have faced and how you can overcome them to reach the success that you desire. I am your host, Cami Lehman, and this is the She's Invincible Podcast. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today on the She's Invincible Podcast. And boy, do we have another invincible one to introduce you to today, Chelly Phillips. We're so happy to have you here. Let me tell you a little bit about Jelly. This sassy, sweet tea drinking Southerner is on a mission to help people create irresistible personal brands that help them land their perfect job or create the perfect workplaces that attract the best talent. She's a speaker, corporate trainer, and author. She's putting her 25 years of award-winning public relations skills to work for you so that you can pursue your passion fearlessly and get noticed for all the right reasons. Oh my gosh, Shelly, welcome to the She's Invincible podcast. We are so excited to have you with us today. Thanks so much for having me. I'm looking forward to having this conversation. I know, so am I. Branding is one of my favorite things. So messaging, positioning, oh my gosh. And you are an expert. I can't think of anything else I'd rather talk about today. So let's jump in. Let's tell our listeners how in the world did you get where you are today? And what makes you invincible? So I, you know, it's, it's kind of like, I think everybody has a journey, right? And my journey started, I was a journalist right out of high, out of high school and college. And you know, what that taught me was that everybody has a story and like, it's up to us to kind of dig in there and get that story out of them. You know, when I was a journalist, it was all about putting it on paper, getting someone's attention, getting that right headline, doing all the work that makes somebody want to read the rest of this and find out who I'm talking about and why they matter. And so I carried that over into life and I went from newspaper into corporate PR. So then I was telling a company's story. Why should you work with us? Why should you use our products? Why do you need to be, you know, with us? And so I put all those 25 years together and that's kind of what led to the whole personal branding thing. I was like, you know, we're our biggest assets. And if we can't market ourselves, then no one else is going to do it for us. And so it's incredibly important that we take control of that and that we become very intentional with building our brands. Oh, I love that. I agree so much. So tell us what makes you invincible. So, you know, I, I think what makes me invincible is they this is a drive just to want to continue to get better and learn more all the time. I, you know, I like to think I'm, I'm a perpetual learner. I think if I could have gone to school my entire life and got paid for it, then that's probably what I would still be doing because I'm learning stuff all the time. And I spent about 14 years as a sorority advisor on a campus in Alabama at a university. And, you know, I tell everybody, I said, 
those women kept me young. They kept me up to date on everything that was happening. And boy, did they keep me on my toes too. But that's a whole different kind of story for a whole different kind of podcast. <laughs> but, you know, what I did, I, you know, I gravitate to being around people and soaking up their energy and learning about them and learning from them. And, and I think that's been the best thing that I've done throughout life is to really surround myself with good people and to really be, you know, not afraid to ask the question, like, how did you do it? What am I doing wrong? How can I fix this? What should I do? Like, what are your ideas? What are your thoughts? How do you see me? And, you know, I really do think it's super important who we put in our circle, who are we listening to and who are we valuing their opinion, you know? And so that's what I would say is my circle of people is what has made me invincible today is that I have a strong group of people that I know I can pick up the phone and I can count on. They'll give me the truth. You know, they won't sugarcoat it. Like, so, you know, like no, they'll tell me for real, whether this is right, wrong, or you have lost your mind. And, you know, I think we all need those people in life. I agree. Oh my gosh. And that is, you're right. That is the most important thing. And, and many people are not aware of that right? That sometimes it's your circle that could hold you back. And sometimes it's the circle that can propel you. So I love that. Well, today we're talking about personal branding, favorite, favorite messages of all. Uh, I am so excited about this today. So the first thing um, I would love to talk about is why is it so important to take control of your message? Oh, as a podcast host and uh, and having a school and teaching other people how to launch top podcasts, oh my gosh, the hardest part of a 30-day program is the messaging. So I'm so excited to put this out there because this, this is really going to help my people plus all of our listeners, right? <laughs> so this is like a double duty. Let's do it. Let's jump in. Let's talk about this. Yeah. So, you know, I tell everybody, no one's going to pay you what you're worth. They're just going to pay you what they think you're worth. And it's up to you to create what they think. You know, being an entrepreneur, being a podcaster, all of those kind of things, it's about growing an audience and building a network of people that are going to be around you. And what has to happen for that to, to take place? You've got to build that trust. You've got to be able to put something out there that authentically rings with other people so that they gravitate to you so that they can be part of that. And unless you're intentional about that message and what you're talking about and how you're representing yourself, they're going to just pick up bits and pieces from whatever they find. You know, if you have three or four different social media threads and and one of them is maybe you're all foodie on Instagram and maybe on LinkedIn, you're all real estate and maybe on Facebook, you're all over the place. People will just kind of form their own opinions about who you are and what really matters. And so when you can be really intentional and get really clear on who you are, what you want to talk about, what you bring to the table, it makes it so much easier for us to grow those audiences and build that network and have people that are truly going to invest in us and what we're offering. And in turn, we're investing in them because we're sharing our time and our talent with them. And But we've got to let them know that that's what we're offering and that's what we're putting out there. So it's really about your promise when you're building your brand, you're talking about what the promise is that you're offering anyone that's going to take a chance and say, hey, I want to work with you or, hey, I believe in what you're saying and I want to listen and know more. I love it. And you talk about how we are our own 
um, most valuable asset, which I love, you know, when I was trying to create, you know, a brand for myself, I was like asking my coach, you know, well, what should I do? And she was like, you are your brand. <laughs> so I'd love that. Like, this is something that you love to talk about as well. So let's go there for a minute. Let's talk about this whole, you know, who you are to your brand and, and how that's so important. Yeah. So, you know, your brand, you know, like when you think about it, you think Nike, you immediately think athletic gear. If you think Timex, you think a watch. But if I say Rolex, you think luxury and high dollar. But yet the Timex and the Rolex do the exact same thing. They make sure you show up someplace on time. So what makes them different? What makes one more valuable than the other? And that's where you really get into this branding. And when you think about being an entrepreneur and having your own business or even the face of your podcast, think about Oprah. You know, like when you think of her, the one name says it all. You think about what she brings to the table. When you think Richard Brunson, you think about things that's coming. When you think Amazon, who do you think of? When you think Facebook, who do you think of? You don't think of necessarily the social media platform. You think of the guy that created it and everything that comes to the table with it. And that's the thing at, that we need to remember is that we are what we're bringing to the table. And we want people to have a certain idea about what they're going to get, what skills they're going to receive, what talents they're going to see, what information they're going to receive, and even the tone. You know, I tell people that branding doesn't have to be stuffy, you know, even in a professional side, because I work with a lot of people when they're making career transitions and things like that as well. And, you know, your LinkedIn profiles and your social profiles can have personality. In fact, that's great because it gives somebody else an even better idea of, do I want to be next to them in a cubicle all day? Do I want to work with them? Because, hey, their personality seems like we might gel or something like that. But I really call your brand is your differentiator and what makes you stand out and what's going to make you somebody that someone else is going to gravitate to over someone else. I love it. So let's talk about this intentional thing um, about how we're positioning ourselves. So do you have a few tips you can share about that? Yeah, I'm happy to. Um, first thing I'll throw out there is that Forbes just released not too long ago a survey and they talked about personal branding and what it brings to the table. And they said about 70% of people thought they had a personal brand, but when they dug a little bit deeper, only 15% actually had done any personal branding work and had a consistent message. So when they, they dived into their survey participants, all the ones that said they did, when they went and looked for them online and they did all the search behind it, they only found about 15% that they could actually come up with that said, oh, I know who they are and what they represent by what they're doing. So my first thing is I would always tell somebody is do an audit of what you have right now. You know. What is it if, if some random stranger came onto your social profiles, what are the first five things that they would take away about you? Whether it's personality, whether it's likes, whether it's professional skills and abilities, whatever it is, you know, and sometimes we're not very good at doing that as a self-assessment. So I always say that circle of people that we were talking about earlier, go ask five people when they think of you, what do they think of? And you can catch it if you know, like, when you think of me in business, what do you think of? Because we do we do have different personalities in life and in business and in our career worlds and that kind of thing. But there's going to be a string that kind of ties them all together. And so, you know, go ask five people. And if you get five totally different answers, 
you may want to look at what you got going on and see what you're putting out there. Um, and, and then what I need you to do is like really start getting intentional about who do you want to portray yourself as? And, you know, write down the words that you think of or write down the skills that you think of that, that show these kind of things. And then that's where the intentional part comes is that we begin to start putting that out in our messages, in our photos that we share, in our, in our pieces that we um, share from other people that we repost and different things like that. You know, like you become very intentional on making the selection of what you're putting out there and how you do it. And people always freak out and said, oh, this is going to take forever. You know, if you do a little work in the beginning, like asking your friends and getting a plan in place and all that kind of stuff, then no, it's going to take you maybe 15 minutes a day, if that much, when you're popping on platforms and posting something for the day or sharing out some content. Even I don't share content every day and and I'm a personal branding freak, you know, it's like, I just love it. And so, but you know, what I do when I do put it out there is that I do make it intentional. And like with my own social media, um, you know, my viewers and everything know that they're going to get a new blog post every Wednesday. So if that's what you want to know about me and that's what you like, you know, to go there on Wednesday and find that on any of my platforms. Or if you just need a little motivation, you're probably going to get that on Monday because we all know it's motivation Monday. Right. And so, you know, once you get to know somebody, you start expecting these things. And that's what we want to do with that intention is to get, you know, very concrete ideas of what we want to put out there so that people can start trusting that it's going to show up and that they can expect to find it when they go to our pages. Oh, that's so good. Those are great tips for setting yourself up. And I especially love what you said about like, who do you want to show up as, right? Who do you want to be? And just start moving in that direction. And I love that because I think too many people don't um, really break it down like that. And then they're just out there being whatever they are. Uh, so you really can be intentional about this. And I love that. Oh, yeah, it's so, so great that, you know, like, I, I say it's important that you really show up authentically. You know, you can get away for a little bit of being maybe one way that you're not normally, but it's eventually going to creep into what you're doing. And then it becomes, oh, I'm not sure who this person is. And so, you know, I, I tell everybody that I work with and that kind of thing is, is be authentic, you know, like, you know, if you're not the skinniest thing, don't try to hide all your pictures because it doesn't really matter if what you're offering is your skills and your abilities. You know, people are not going to really care, you know, you know, as long as you, you show up and you're giving them what you're going to get, you know, I, I tell people that, you know, the, the whole Instagram perfect, everything's filtered and all this other kind of stuff really, I think, makes people afraid of stepping into that role of personal branding and putting it out there because everybody's afraid they're going to compare me to XYZ person or XYZ podcast or XYZ business. You know, we are uniquely us. And I tell people, you don't have to be perfect. You just have to be perfectly you. And that's the important thing is because you want people that gravitate to you because of who you are, not because of what you're just throwing out there that you think is going to resonate with someone. Oh my gosh, let's say that again a little bit louder for the people in the back of the room. Oh my gosh, that's so powerful because that is so true. So there's so much truth in that. And no one can tell a story or do what you do the way that you do it. And it's, you know, we're really just providing a result, right? People look for a result. They don't care about all those other things. They want to know what can, this is what I, you know, what I need. Can you help me with this? And 
I just love that. I think too many times, especially women, which is why we started this podcast in the first place, uh, is that they're comparing themselves and they're always coming up short. And they're telling these stories and there's no competition. They're so worried about what people are thinking. And I'm here to say, no one's thinking. (laughs) They're all running their own race, right? No one is thinking about you or me or anybody else. They're all just running their own race, trying to provide the best value in the world that only they can provide. And I just love that you said it that way. And that is just, that's just a mic drop. Well, I would love to talk about your books. So let's go backwards. I know you have two, which is congratulations. I just, I've been struggling writing one. So anybody that's written one or more is my hero. (laughs) (laughs) But your first, um, the, the most recent book was Get Noticed, Get Hired. So tell us a little bit about that book, what, why people should get that in their hands and what is it they're going to learn from it? So that really is all about personal branding for career success. And basically, I walk through from the beginning stages of dissecting a job posting or a job listing. How do you determine what it is they're really looking for so that you can tailor your marketing material, which in a career setting is your resume and your cover letter and and all of these pieces that go. It's just like the brochures and the ads that you put out for a campaign. You're marketing yourself, your resume and your cover letter. And so that you can build those in a way that really do catch the eye and the attention of the recruiter or the hiring manager. And in today's world, we know there's so many, so many bots and AI and everything out there that the really sad thing is, I think the last thing I saw is that for every digital job posting that's out there, they have over 250 applicants. And so now so many companies use these screening softwares called ATS or applicant tracking software to see if you're a match before human eyes even get to see what you've put out there. So if the computer kicks you out and says, oh, they don't match, then you have no chance of ever catching the eye of the real person that's doing the interviews and getting brought in. And so part of that is learning how to keyword and be effective in your marketing pieces and build that in a way that that the computer says, oh, this is a match with what this is. So I need to send them on through the loop and get them in front of this hiring manager. And then once you make it to that stage, how do you stand out from all the other people that are interviewing? How can you tell the story of you in a way that it resonates and that they're going to remember you after you walk out that door? And I tell people that in this book, especially is that, you know, the thing not to forget is that you're also interviewing this company. It's not just them interviewing you. You want to make sure that this culture and this organization is where you want to spend eight hours a day, too. That's right. And that's an important piece. It's like not being afraid to ask and get interested. And, you know, I mean, especially this day and time with we have, you know, the great resignation and the reboots and all this other kind of stuff happening. You know, if, if you are transitioning, it's a really great time to get really intentional about what kind of atmosphere do I want to be in? What are the things that I want to ask for? And so it goes on talking about negotiation, and then it talks about um, when you're in the workforce, how do you position yourself for that next step? How do I get the promotion? How do I catch my supervisor's eyes for the right reason? Because personal branding doesn't stop once your social media feed is built. Personal branding is my interaction with clients. It's my emails that I send. It's my phone conversations I have. It's conversations in the break room. It's all of these things and together so that we show up authentically as who we are. 
Oh, I need to go read that book just so I have more knowledge about that. I'm not looking for a job, but, but man, that's so good. And I'm sure it can be applied to entrepreneurship as well, right? The same principles. So I love that. Okay. And then your other book, right? This, this one that was actually your first one that you wrote is when in doubt, delete it. That sounds like a movie title. So <laughs> tell us a little bit about that book and why people would want to read it, what they're going to learn from that. And so I call that my little motivation SAS book. Um, you know, uh, it goes back to that whole Southern and SAS and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, I, and like I said, to begin with, I, I started in journalism and, you know, you would write this piece and you'd be all excited about this story and you would turn it into your editor. And then you would get this copy back that looked like something had bled all over it because there was red ink everywhere with everything you did wrong and how they would fix the story and how they would make it better. And you would sit at your desk and you would go, dang. Um, I thought I did better than this, you know, or whatever. And, and so, but what it taught me is that, you know, there's really five buckets of edits. And I got to thinking one night, I was actually editing a newsletter that we did internally for the, for the company that I work for. And I was, it, editors use proofreader marks. There's certain marks that you use on copy. And I was making the delete mark. And I was like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if we had a delete mark for life sometimes? Like there's things that I would like to delete. And that led to the book. So in the book, it's broken down into five areas. There's things that we should begin, which is the paragraph mark that's used in copy editing. There's things that we should insert. Maybe something didn't make sense and we need to add something to it. There's things that we should delete. Let's just get rid of all together. There's things that we need to move towards or away from. So that would be like if you're moving one paragraph to another place or changing orders of sentences. And then one of my favorite ones is step. And it's an edit mark that a lot of people don't really know about. And what that is, is when an editor gives you copy back and they read through it and then they go, when they get to the end, they go, you know, I was wrong. I should have left that the way they had it. The story was what it needed to be before I started making changes to it. And they'll go back and they'll mark through one of their changes and they'll write stit over the top of it. And that means leave it the way you had it. It was just right the way it was. And that part of the book deals with being authentic to ourselves because not every decision that we can make is going to please everybody. And not everybody is going to be behind us and supporting us on the journeys that we take. But it is so important that we remain true to who we are because that is really what brings us the success, joy, and clarity into life. I love that. That is so awesome. Well, now I'm excited to read both books. So that's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. So let's do this. Let's tell our listeners where they can find you. So chellyphillips.com is the best way to find me. It takes you to all my social media. It has all my resources. It'll show you where the books are. Um, this podcast will be on there so you can go back and find it later and listen to it again if you found a lot of value in it. But that's the best way to find me and all of my offerings. Amazing. And just you, as you know, just click the links in the show notes and you can find everywhere she is and also all of her books. So you'll be able to go right there and get your own copies. Uh, so click the show notes. Hey, I hope you're enjoying this episode. And just before we get to the good stuff, right? The good, the bad and the ugly. I have this great announcement for you. We are starting the Pod Power Hour, which is a virtual event that's going to happen on Wednesdays at noon Eastern. And so if you've ever thought about having a podcast, if you have questions, if you are a podcaster, 
and you want to come and meet other podcasters and learn what's new, what's happening, tips and tricks to be better at this amazing passion of podcasting that you have, we would love for you to join us. We're going to have experts there that are going to be sharing their genius. It's going to be amazing. So, and if you're a host and you want to come meet some amazing uh, people that could be potential guests for you on your show, come on out. What a great way to get exposure. Be sure to check it out on my website at camilehman.com as well as follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Whatever is your favorite platform, we will have registration there. You do need to register to attend and it is on Zoom. So super simple, just one hour every other Wednesday. We start on May 4th, so don't miss out. Get registered today. We can't wait to see you there. You have moved from fighting cancer to discovering how to live beyond it. But what now? With so many emotional side effects still unknown, as a new survivor, you find yourself in a void as you navigate through the isolation, fear, and an uncertain future that can overshadow you and your family for years to come. Instead of focusing on the uncertainty of cancer, consider how strong and determined you are and think of the strength demonstrated by those who stood beside you through it all. Consider this. You now get to choose who you want to be and what your intentional, fulfilled life can look like. You made it through treatment. We can help you define yourself as a survivor. We're here to help you through this moment, to walk beside you as you shift your mindset from counting the days of life to creating a legacy. For more information, visit www.adventuretherapyfoundation.org or contact us at info at adventurefound.org. Oh my gosh. Well, this has been amazing. Such great information about branding, positioning yourself, being authentic. Oh my gosh. What to do, what not to do. So important. So thank you so much for sharing that. You know, on the She's Invincible podcast, we promise our listeners, we're going to bring them fierce female entrepreneurs and we're going to spotlight their expert zone of genius, which you have done so well today. Uh, But we also promise them that we're going to pull back the curtain. And as you speak about authenticity, this is what it's all about. And so people, they get to hear your success. They get to read your books. They get to see what you have accomplished, achieved in your business and help others as well, but they never get to see behind the scenes that journey that you took, that price that you had to pay to enjoy the success that you get to enjoy today. And so we are going to pull back the curtain right now and we are going to share all the things. Are you ready? I am ready. Awesome. Okay. So let's start with the good. Could you share a story with us about the good or the greatest part of your journey so far? So for me, I think the best part um, in, in my personal business was when I finally started getting feedback from clients that, you know, like when I, I remember the first text that I got back from the client that said, today was the second week of the job that you had helped me, that basically I had helped him find. And I am still so excited. It's the best move I've made. And, you know, it's like you're sitting there and you're thinking of all the clients that didn't happen before or 
all the different things that have gone on. And it was such validation. And it was, you know, not just validation for me, but the process that I had created and being able to work with and, and that relationship that I had built with a client that, you know, that to me was like the ultimate. This is why I do what I do is like, you know, it's really not about me. It's about being able to share what I've known to help somebody else achieve that next step, that next level. And, you know, that to me is probably the best moment is like when you, when you get those emails and you get those texts and, you know, it really does show that all the hours, the lack of sleep and everything else that goes along with building your business is so worth it, you know? So I would say that's the best. And I, you know, if I love getting them still to this day. It's like, they, they make my week, they make my days. You know, like when you open up an email and that kind of thing, or somebody, you know, pings one of your social media posts and says, you should do this. It worked for me. And you're like going, oh yes, yes, yes. This is why I do this. And it's not really so much that I'm expecting someone to sign up, right? Because somebody said it, but it's just that moment of knowing that, you know, that true sharing, that being able to put somebody else in a place of success and helping them achieve that next thing. It's just so much gratification. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And doesn't it feel good to know that you made an impact, a positive impact on someone else's you know, life, business, work, whatever it is. And so I love that. So I could see you doing a happy dance. <laughs> with totally all around the living room. <laughs> I, I know that's such a feel good moment where, you know, it's like you don't expect it, but you appreciate it, right? Mm -hmm. Because you love them to share that back with you. Oh, that's fun. Okay, well, now we have to talk about the bad. So we're going to save the ugly for last, but tell us a story about the bad part of the journey. So I think for me is, is that, I don't know, those, those few days, those months after you've been in business for a little while, you've made the decision, I'm going to do this. I can make this happen. I have something I want to share with the world and you're doing everything right. You're working with a coach. You're, you're putting out material. You're putting out content. You're putting out ads. You're doing everything you're supposed to do and nothing is getting any kind of positive results for you. And you're sitting there at night because I always, I, you know, when I was building it, it was always after I did my corporate job and then I'd come home, we'd take care of dinner. And then I had like, you know, I decided till I was going to sleep at my desk. It was like, you know, another five or six hours to work on whatever I was working on myself. And I remember sitting there late one night going, is this worth it? I've had like, you know, I'm getting like five hours of sleep a night. I'm, you know, like I'm not getting any clients. I'm getting, you know, enough feedback that it was like, there's something out there, but I clearly am not making it resonate with somebody and, and clearly not using the right, you know, hook for my funnel to get somebody to convert through it or anything like that. And then realizing that, you know, two months later, things just start happening. Like it's magic. It happened overnight. Well, no, it didn't happen overnight. It happened because of the two years that I put in for that showing up consistently, putting my message out there. And it, it's funny. I, I went back to a story that I told in one of the books on, in the when in doubt, delete it book. One of the things I talk about is inserting belief in yourself. And I tell a story in the book about going through a half marathon and you can look at me and I am not athletic. It was like, it was total peer pressure. I had a group of the circle of people that I was talking about. I had a group of women that we walked together. Some of them did five K's. I did a couple charity five K's, but it was more about talking with everybody while we were together. It really wasn't about the exercise and getting fit and all this other kind of stuff. 
And one of them had the bright idea of let's do a half marathon. We can make it a girl's trip. We'll go to Nashville. And I'm just going to say right now, they lie to you when they say everything that goes up must come down because that is not the truth in Nashville. It goes up, it levels off, and then it goes up some more and it goes levels up and it keeps going. And you're like, how big is this hill that we're having to climb? And to me, that was the perfect perfect idea of what it was like starting the business is you climb the hill and you level and you climb the hill and you level and you climb the hill and you level. And then all of a sudden the descent in the run where you're picking up speed and you're doing all that kind of happens. And in my mind, I related it to that, that half marathon and the struggles that I went through during that training. And I remember specifically one day, um, when you signed up for the half marathon, you you had to say that you would finish within four hours to get the medal and the t-shirt. And I was like, by God, if I'm going to go do this, I'm coming home with a medal and a t-shirt. But if you'd added up all my times for like any 5k that I'd ever done, I wasn't going to hit that four hour mark for 13 miles because three miles, I wasn't finishing in under 45 and like, like you do the math and that just doesn't work out. And I remember the day we were training and we did a seven mile run, which would have been half, over half of a half marathon. And I cried all the way that morning to meet them at that group to go do this, this run. And it was one of those things. It was like, I had so psyched myself out that I can't do it. I'm not, what am I thinking? You know, and you know, they were awesome. Like they would run and like my big thing with them was like, don't, don't stay back for me. You just keep going. Cause it makes me feel worse. If I know you're, you know, like if I'm holding the whole group back. And so I would run and they would take turns. One of them would run back and check on me. So like they probably did 12 miles on that day. I did seven because like (laughs) they would run ahead and then one of them would come back and and catch up with me. And then, you know, a little pep talk along the way and we'd keep going. And then they'd run on ahead. And then, then it was like they were tagging out the whole time. And I remember when I got back to the to, to the driveway that we started in, I literally had another meltdown, but it was because I had done it. And it was because if I looked at the time, I realized I can finish 13 miles in under four hours because look at what I just did seven miles in. I have plenty of time to come in under that thing. And it was like telling yourself each step of the way that I'm strong enough and I'm fast enough and I'm strong enough and I'm fast enough. And that's the thing with business. I think, you know, the bad piece is that self-belief or that negative talk that we let get inside our head and we have to turn it off and we have to remember that, no, we are strong enough and we are fast enough. And when you beat that impossible that you set for yourself, like me finishing that half marathon, you know, doing this for business and, and going through the struggles and everything, you know, I knew in my mind, I can do this. I've beaten an impossible before. I can beat this impossible now. And so I, I would say that's, that that's the, the bad piece to me is when that self-doubt and that negativity and that self-belief just all kind of starts to crumble that you've really got to suck it up and pull it together and tell yourself, no, you are strong enough. You can do this. Oh, and just to be surrounded by those people that supported you, right? Mm-hmm. In, in such a positive way. And it was so cool to hear how that played out because it was like, you know, they you didn't want to hold them back and they knew it. So they did it in such a way that you didn't feel like anyone was being held back. And I think that's amazing. So, and that goes right back to what you said about having that circle, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that. Wow. So do you have the t-shirt? I do have the (laughs) t-shirt. It is framed with the metal with pictures from the event and my race bib. It is on the wall in my home office. And I look at it all the time and remember 
you did that, you can do anything. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I love that. What a story. That's such a great story and so fun to celebrate. All right. Well, as fun as that was, and that was the bad, right? <laughs> now we're going to move on to the ugly. And, you know, I tell people all the time, the bigger the impact you're going to make, the the more obstacles you're going to face, right? So you've done a lot of things and I'm sure you've seen a lot of ugly, but we're going to tell one story today about the ugly part of your journey. Are you ready? I am ready. And, you know, this, this goes back to, you know, this is one of those rules. Let's just be authentic moments, you know, and, and what it is like for me, it, it's a moment where I didn't really realize until this point in time in my career, how much impact one person could have on my feelings of worth and value. And, you know, cause I th I'm, I'm one of those people. I think if you had talked to anybody around me, they would told you I was super confident. I was never afraid of anything that, you know, I would tackle whatever challenge came about. And I, I worked for a company and we had a major management shift. New CEO came in and I went from having a seat at the table and a voice in decisions and being a respected part of the team to a new CEO that just felt like you're in communications and marketing, you just make shit up anyway. So just go make stuff up. And that's what he said, basically. Um, and, you know, the first few months, it was that, okay, how am I going to convince him that I know what I'm doing and that it is valuable and that you need to be doing this for, you know, for, for the organization and, and not only just for the organization, but internally as well for the employees that we had. And, and it was like everything I tried just seemed to make the whole bigger. And, you know, it was kind of like from being excluded from meetings, from not being in attending the lunches and all this other kind of stuff. And, and it was kind of like you get to the point where you're driving in the parking lot and you sit there for a few minutes on whatever day of the week it is. And you're like, okay, you're psyching yourself up. I can do this. I'm just going to fly under the radar today. I'm not going to have any confrontation. I'm just going to do my job and I'm just going to go home. And it doesn't matter because you still felt that weight when you walked in the door. It's like, you know, like, what am I doing here? Why am I doing that? And part of my job at that time is that we had a, a member communication piece that went out and we, we did a, a magazine that went to our customers. And I remember sending him a draft of the magazine, like proofread it, make sure your column's okay, all this kind of stuff. And I got an email back from him while I was working in an event on a Friday night, everybody else is home from work, marketing communications, people were out in the public all the time. We're doing all the events and, you know, at seven o'clock on Friday night and I get this email about how crappy the magazine is that their 17 year old daughter doesn't like it that, okay. Now our demographic was definitely not a 17 year old at the time. It was more 35 to 60 year old married family homeowners, that kind of thing. And, you know, in my, my brain going, all right, this is not getting any better. And of course I'm surrounded by people at this event, knowing I should have never read the email while I was sitting at an event, you know, but you're, we're all addicted to our phones and something pops up, you're going to check it and continuing to read through it. And the last line of his email was, I don't know where you came from, but maybe your skills must've come from a box of fruit loops. And the first thing I thought of was, oh, Wow, how awful. And the second thing is, I, I can't stay here anymore. And the third thing was, okay, you can't let your face show what you're thinking. You're at an event in public. You've got to hold it together until you can get this event over and done with. And 
made it through the event, got in the car and I cried all the way home. And of course, at the time, my husband was like, who do I need to go beat up? How do you, how do you come home like this from an event? And I'm like, it's nothing that happened at the event, stupid boss. And that led to, you know, a, a bunch of things that happened that weekend. And it took a little while, but the thing that I realized is that, you know, you're right. Maybe I did come from a box of Fruit Loops and I'm that prize inside. And I remember growing up when we were little kids, my brother and I used to fight over who got the prize inside the box of cereal. And that's really what led me to really get deep and serious into personal branding was when I realized that, you know, one person doesn't control what my worth is or what my value is. That's intrinsic to me. And if they don't appreciate it, why should I stay and give it to them anymore? And so as bad as that weekend was, that Friday, Saturday, Sunday, by Monday, I had kind of wrapped my head around it and had said, you know what? I'm just going to start looking for something else. I'm fixing to take all these skills that I've learned in 25 years of marketing and PR for somebody else, and I'm fixing to market myself. And, you know, that's how I landed up where I am now and the opportunity to write the books and start my own business. And, you know, I tell people all the time now is that no matter how ugly that door is that closes, that sometimes you need that closure for you to be able to find that next door that's going to open up to one of the brightest opportunities that is out there for you. And I'm so happy today. And I said, sometimes I wish I send him a box of Fruit Loops at Christmas time and say, thank you for being the biggest jerk that I've ever known. And, you know, and every time I, it's funny, every time I go to, you know, shopping for groceries or go through a big box store or anything like that, and I see them on the shelf, now I laugh about it. And I even have a box on my desk at home of Fruit Loops because it's like, it reminds me of you are the prize inside and someone should be grateful to have you on their team and be able to help with what you know and what you bring to the table. So, you know, the ugly to me is like, you know, don't let that one person determine your value and your worth. You are worth so much more than what they think. I love that. Oh, and I do think you should send him a box of Fruit Loops. <laughs> I do. And yet, you know, so you go through those ugly times and they feel like horrible, like you're never going to get through it. How could this happen? And then when you get on the other side of it, you can see the gift that came with that ugliness, right? Mm -hmm. Because you wouldn't have moved on on your own, right? You wouldn't have done all the things that you went on to do because that inspired you in, in not a great way, but it still inspired you and it showed you. And it maybe made you mad enough or hurt enough to put your foot down and say, this is it. This is yeah. it. No one's going to treat me like this again. And so I really admire you for that. And then to be able to joke about the story later, uh, I think that's so important because otherwise we, we let those things hold us back. So I feel like, you know, you've dealt with it and now you can tell the story and laugh a little bit about it and it's moving you forward. And so it's, he can't hold you anymore, right? He has yeah. no hold on you. And, you know, you, you learn that, you know, you really are the one that controls how you feel and how you think. And I will never be able to change how he feels and how he thinks. And it's not worth my time even trying anymore. 
And so, you know, that, that's what it, like, you have to let it go or, you know, like I could have chose to stay there and I would have turned into one of those people that showed up, just did the bare minimum and resented being there every day. So it's almost like now I look back and I go, I'm almost grateful he was a jerk because it opened up so much more possibility for me and it re-energized me and it showed me what you can bring to the table and how and then what it really showed me, too, is that there really are jerks out there in the world that people need to get away from and, and find other avenues to make a good living and everything. And so, you know, whatever circumstance you're facing and is that you can pull yourself up and you can do this and 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 you can find that light at the end of the tunnel that's just going to make it all better. And great things come from the struggle, right? Always great things come from the struggle. Well, this has been such an amazing conversation. Oh, I'm just excited to have you here to be able to share all of this and just all the authenticity that you brought today to our listeners, because there's someone out there right now who's listening, who's dealing with a situation that probably feels unbearable. And now you've just encouraged and inspired them. So thank you for that. Before we say goodbye, I would love for you to finish this sentence for me. The world would be a better place if more people knew blank. The world would be a better place if more people knew their own value. I love that. What a mic drop. Okay, you guys, you heard it from Chelly Phillips. Chelly, thank you for being here. And to our listeners, I don't know where you are in your life or your business, but if you're face down on the ground right now, Get back up, girl. Get back up. Tell them, Chelly. Oh, yeah. It's like everybody can have those bless your heart moments, but you need to like get on up there, get a glass of sweet tea, sip it, and take on the world by the horns. That's it. Get back up. You can do it. Hey, thanks so much for hanging out with us today. If you were inspired or learned something new, please subscribe to the podcast, give us a review, and share us with your friends. For more information about me and how I can support you, please stop on over to my website at camilehman.com and book a free call with me. I'd love to meet you and learn more about how I can support you.